You're listening to Sunday at 5 on your family station, WBFJ. I'm your host, Vern Hill. Well, you know, this time of year, we love to talk about the fall color, the fall foliage, I guess we would say, uh, with the leaves turning. And this time of year, for whatever reason, uh, they're not turning as brilliant as quick. Could it be the weather? Uh, by phone, we're talking with Howard Newfeld. He's actually a professor of biology at App State in Boone. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, is the weather, is, and more specifically, the drought, is it a problem with the fall foliage this year? Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, the drought was a factor this year, um, but it's not the major factor that's uh, delaying the colors, really. The delay has been the that we've had uh, uh, record warmth. September was the warmest on record, and it continued through most of October. So whenever you have those warm temperatures, it just slows the colors down. A few of the trees, like the tulip poplars and some birches and plants growing in really you know rocky areas where the soils dry out, have lost some of their leaves. But actually, most of the trees still have their leaves, and they'll still turn color once it gets cooler. Now, uh, being in the field that you are, biology, and more specifically, a plant ecophysiologist, is that right? Yeah, plant ecophysiology just means I study the physiology of trees uh, in their native environment as opposed to, say, doing just work in a lab. What I do is I go out and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what conditions are out there and when I think the leaves are going to be changing. And uh, the good news is that uh, the temperatures have dropped down just recently. And uh, in the last three to four days, we're starting to see the colors come on pretty quickly. And the prediction is for really cool temperatures to persist for this next week or so. So I think we're going to hit the peak of color maybe starting this weekend and then going on into the next week. If you compare that to previous years, that's put us about a week or so late than what it normally does. Now, talk to us about, I guess, more of the science behind the turning of color with the leaves. Uh, uh, there is there is definitely science behind that. Oh, sure, yeah. And in fact, there's been a lot of it done in the last 20-some years. There's been renewed interest. So there, you can classify the trees into a, a couple categories. The, the first one are the trees that turn yellow and, and orange, like sugar maples and tulip poplars and beeches and things like that. Um, in the in the growing in the in the middle of the summer when the leaves are all green, that's due to the pigment called chlorophyll, and and that's the pigment the trees use to capture light energy to do photosynthesis. But in the fall, they stop making that pigment and break it down, and it becomes colorless. And then the pigments that have been in the leaves are revealed, and those are the orange and the yellow pigments. So they've been there all summer, but just masked by that dark green color. And those pigments uh, are, are responsible for the yellows and the oranges we see in the in the fall. But the trees that are turned red, like sourwoods and red maples and black gums and dogwoods, they actually begin to make that red pigment just before the leaves fall off the trees in the fall. Those are called anthocyanins. It's the same pigments that make uh, roses red and uh, blueberries blue and so on. And uh, it appears that the trees might use those to protect the leaves in the fall from too much high light, particularly when it gets cold. We can go into that a little later. But, um, and that's the reason why some fall colors are more bright than others, because the production of those red pigments depends on the weather in the fall. And if it's cool and sunny, they tend to make more and brighter red colors. And if it's cloudy and warm and rainy, you get less of the red colors. And 
people generally think the fall colors look great when you have the orange and yellows contrasted with really bright red colors. This year, I think we could have some bright red, really nice bright red colors because we've had a lot of clear sunny days. And now that it's starting to getting cool, I think we'll get the those red colors produced and then have a really colorful fall. Uh, you know, we we start in the higher elevations and work our way down with the fall color. Uh, again, is there science behind that? Yeah. So the you know you lose temperature as you go up in elevation. Mm-hmm. So the higher elevations cool off sooner, and uh, so therefore they start uh, changing color sooner. And then about every seven to ten days, the color will move down about a thousand feet or so. So we'll start on a normal year. We'll start at the end of September, the first week in October at uh, the 5,000 foot range or so. And then mid-October, usually starting around the 12th of October, would be around a three to 4,000 foot range. Most of the parkway, say, between Boone and Blowing Rock and Grandfather Mountain would be that range. And then every, uh, you know, seven, 10 days, you go down 1,000 feet. So whereas Boone would peak in mid-October, Asheville, which is a uh, thousand feet lower than Boone, would peak near the end of October. And where you are down in the Piedmont, you're down around 700 feet. So uh, you often don't peak until the first or second week in November. And, uh, and that wave of color just keeps moving down slope all the way until you get to the coastal plain where, you know, sometimes around Thanksgiving, you might be seeing the cypress trees dropping their leaves, you know, and, and getting the end of the color. So in you know it's it's kind of interesting to think that uh, in the southeast uh, you could have six to eight weeks of uh, fall colored you know if you start off early at the high elevations and then each week work your way down lower you could just follow the color all the way across the state whereas in New England where they don't have as great an elevational range you know the colors are over in about twelve days finding out a little bit more about fall foliage the timeline and some of the science behind it with Professor Howard Newfound, uh, Professor of Biology at App State in Boone. Actually, uh, how I found out about you is on your blog site, uh, your website, Fall Color Guy. How did that develop? Well, a number of years ago, uh, the the person in the state noted for predicting fall colors was Dan Patillo, a professor Mm -hmm. of ecology at Western Carolina. And when he retired, he recommended to the state that I take over doing that and I did it for the Board of Tourism for a while. And then they shifted over to um, interviewing all the rangers in the various state parks because they had a nice coverage of the state that way. Mm. And uh, and I had started uh, the Fall Color Guy blog uh, when I was doing that for the state. And so when they switched over to the rangers, I just kept doing it on my own. And that's how I've been doing it for about a dozen years. The other thing I'd mention, too, is that this is the uh, busiest tourist season uh, for the mountains. Uh, it's Asheville's biggest, busiest tourist season and Boone and Blowing Rock in that area. And the economic impact is is, is substantial. Uh, we estimate, and some economists have verified this, that uh, tourists between from the months of September, October, and November will spend somewhere between $500 and $800 million in the mountains uh, to boost the economy by coming up to see the fall colors. So it's critically important. And the other thing is that philosophically, I think it's important because this one season gets more people out to see nature than any other single season. I think in part because it's so colorful and also because you can go out in nature and it won't be so hot. <laughs> and, uh, and because of that, uh, uh, you know, people, I think, see the beauty of nature and I think they'll begin to appreciate it more. And that might get people to maybe uh, have a greater desire to protect nature 
you know, so that when their children grow up and go out and see, come to the mountains, they'll, they'll also see fall color. So I think it's both an economic impact and a, and a, and a sort of a spiritual or, or a philosophical outlook, too, that's important. I have to ask you, what is your favorite tree color? Do you have one? Yeah, I like the red trees, but uh, I have some unique uh, color preferences. So uh, I'll tell you a few of them. The I think the tree I like, which is uh, mostly in the southeast only, they don't have it up in New England, is the sourwood. And uh, a lot of people know this tree because a lot of the uh, honeybee growers will have their hives near sourwood trees and you get sourwood honey from those trees. But it turns a real deep burgundy red. Mm. And at the same time, it's making its seeds, which kind of hang down in a spray. So you have, and they're kind of cream colored. So you have this red leaf tree with these cream colored sprays of seeds hanging on it. And it's a really unique looking tree. That's one of my favorite fall color trees. The other one is uh, Fraser magnolia. Again, another Southern Appalachian species. This has really huge leaves. They can be some like eight inches to 10 inches long and five, six, seven inches across. And they'll start off by getting a pale green, then yellow, and then they will turn a deep chocolate brown. Hmm. And people don't associate brown with fall color, but it's there, so you have to. And I, I just think it's a very pretty color. Beaches and chestnuts will turn a nice bright yellow before they turn bronze brown. And of course, red maples are interesting because they turn that really intense bright red color in the, in the fall. And the sugar maples will sometimes be this bright yellow. So I think those are the main trees that that I find are the best for uh, fall color. And if you're down in the Piedmont or down in the coastal plain, of course, my absolute all-time favorite tree is the bald cypress because I did my doctoral work on that. And uh, in the fall, it will turn a rust red color, one of the few conifers that's deciduous, that is, which loses its leaves in the winter. But when it turns, it has that brilliant or not brilliant, but a really nice rust red color. And that adds a lot of color to the coastal plain areas. Of course, you have to go out in the swamp to see them, but that's, <laughs> that's an experience too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extra added feature, I guess, with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, a thing that a lot of people may not know, but the oldest trees on the East Coast are the bald cypress trees. And there are some in the black swamp up in the, the, the north part of the coastal plain there that... Uh, uh, that may be uh, 1,600 to maybe 2,000 years old. So those are, uh, you know, sentinels from a from a time way past. Amazing. Try counting those rings, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Now, Professor Neufeld, uh, the fall color guy, how can we keep up with you? How can people follow, I guess, the color timeline by way of your blog? So the easiest way is to go to the Facebook site, Fall Color Guy. And you can follow me there, and I post a couple times a week, but usually the big posting is on the weekends after I go out and check out the colors. And then I'll post an album of pictures, and I'll post a description of what's changing and, and where, so people kind of can plan where to come up to the mountains. Also, if you follow Our State Magazine online, uh, we're working with Our State Magazine, and I have colleagues down at Cullowee and Silva and in Highlands, so we can cover the whole range of the mountains. Uh, and we're posting uh, every Tuesday, we update the, uh, the color development all along the whole mountain chain in North Carolina. So people can follow us on Our State Magazine online. And they can also go to uh, the App State website and go to the biology department. And on the left side of the biology department webpage, there's a link to the fall color 
page and they can go to that and see the same updates that are on my Facebook page. Plus, they can also read essays about the science of fall color and the economics of fall color that are on the uh, academic page. So there's a whole variety of different uh, ways of, of following the color. The other thing people can do, too, is if you Google webcam, you can find a lot of webcams that are posted by either the national parks or state parks and, and other think other entities here. And you can actually look yourself to see how the colors are doing to decide if you want to come up that particular weekend. So that's a resource we didn't have like 10 or 15 years ago. Wow, the the miracle of modern technology, uh, letting us see that color, I guess, when we want to. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. We have also, there's another website I'll, I'll put out there for yeah. you that we've gotten that was funded by the National Science Foundation. We are part of a, a network called PhenoCam, which Pheno is spelled P-H-E-N-O and then C-A-M, PhenoCam. And if you type in the URL, phenocam.appstate.edu, you can actually access a webcam that we have that looks at a forest here in Boone. And it takes a picture every second. And you can look at that and see how the colors are changing. And we use that as part of a larger project that people are using with cameras from uh, hundreds of other different locations to see whether climate change is affecting the timing of fall color. And so all these photos that we take from that particular camera are automatically analyzed by the, the PhenoCam network. And they can calculate when the trees came out in the spring and when they lose their leaves in the fall. And this way we can see, you know, does it come out you know, earlier in the spring and stay later in the fall? And uh, we can see how climate affects the fall colors and the timing of the fall colors. That's fascinating. And uh, thanks for the uh, different links, the different connections that we can get. Um, and even uh, make it educational, too, with our kids and grandkids uh, about the fall foliage and the science behind it. Uh, professor Howard Neufeld, professor of biology at Appalachian State University in Boone, talking about the fall foliage and fall color for this season. Can we get an update from you next week? Sure, yeah. I'll be going out on the weekend, and uh, and hopefully the colors will be much more developed. So my guess is right now that starting from this coming weekend through to that next weekend, uh, the 19th through the 26th, should be pretty good fall color up here in the high country. More information about the guests and topics covered on today's show on our website, wbfj.fm. Look for the link to Sunday at 5.